0: The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. It has been a very long time since I sat down with a microphone in front of my face, a computer in front of me, and just spoke my thoughts into the podcast. For any of you who have been longtime listeners over the last few years, you know that over the last two years really, I haven't been on the podcast. It kind of just abruptly stopped without giving you guys any real insight into what happened. And so first and foremost, I just wanna say I'm sorry and I apologize for stopping things. I had some personal stuff come up that I think at some point in the future I'll dive into that stopped me from recording and really kind of put a halt on my life in a lot of different areas due to some health things that, uh, some health things that happened and again it's not something that I really want to get into today my first goal with getting back into the show and bringing you guys content again through this longer form medium is just getting consistent with it again like believe it or not I've podcasted for four or five years now like I said I haven't really in the last 21 22 months or so but before that I podcasted for a long time with lots of different guests going on other shows sitting down and just giving you guys some insight and deeper detail and deeper content into training, nutrition, mindset and hopefully just helping you find tactics to be able to take into your everyday life to to be a better person, to be a better parent, to be a better friend, a better a better son or daughter or or father mother, whatever it may be. And so I really want to get back into this over the last year. or So it's really been tugging at me to get back into producing. And on social media, a lot of you guys have been there asking, Hey, when's the podcast coming back? When's the podcast coming back? And I was always saying, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But to be 100% honest with you at this point, I've just been procrastinating. I haven't made the time as I've gotten back into um just everyday life with being a dad, with being a husband, with being an entrepreneur, with coaching, with social media, with clients. It's been a lot going on. And as I've slowly step back into myself and being more of myself, um, this has just been kind of the last thing to get back to. That's kind of a full circle to know that I've made it through a lot of the stuff that I've gone through. And so I'm excited to be able to dive in and share that stuff with you guys in the future. But again, that's not something that I really want to get into today. Today, I want to just have a conversation with you guys and help you hopefully be able to build a little bit of a, a new perspective when it comes to your training and your nutrition and changing your body composition. Over this last year, while working with a, a lot of different people from a lot of different standpoints on their nutrition and their training and trying to improve their body composition, um, I feel like I've just gotten a little bit of a, a deeper perspective on what holds A lot of people back from truly getting to where they want to be in regards to the vanity metrics with their bodies and if that's losing weight, if that's building muscle, if that's a combination of the two, there's some common characteristics that stop people from being able to get to the next level regardless if you have 100 pounds that you're trying to lose and you've never lifted weights before and you're just trying to get into it and understand nutrition and understanding um, caloric intakes and strength training and what's the most optimal if you're a brand new beginner or for people who are more advanced. I work with a lot of people at this point who are advanced in their training and their nutrition. Maybe they've been training for five, even up to 10 years and they have a good solid foundation, but they're still not quite over the hump And to that next level of where they're trying to get. And believe it or not, what's holding back the majority of people, regardless if you're advanced or if you're a beginner, is this one simple concept. And that concept really comes down to the whole purpose of why you're training and why you're trying to be on point with nutrition and why you're trying to continue to improve your body in the first place. And so that's what we're about to dive into Again, I apologize to you guys for being gone for so long. I'm very excited to be back and to be producing this longer form content because again, social media is amazing and it's a great place on Instagram and TikTok to give you guys insights and help you with little tips. But I truly believe that this longer form type of content where we can really deep dive into specific subjects and get into the nuance of them is a much better place to be able to actually learn and implement these types of tactics and have that better understanding of why you're doing particular things as opposed to just quick snippets on Instagram where I give you guys three or four sentences of a topic with a, a short caption underneath kind of briefly explaining it. This is a place where I feel like I can really make a big impact and I can really help you move your body composition and your mindset forward to help you get to that next level with whatever that may be with your body composition. So let's just hop into the topic. The biggest thing that's holding you back from building muscle, getting in better shape, losing body fat, or just getting healthier overall is the reason that you're placing behind trying to get in better shape in the first place. More than likely, your main focus with your nutrition, with your exercise, and this is if you're struggling, the main reason that you're struggling is because the only reason that you're doing it is to see a lower number on the scale is to see less body fat, is to see more muscle definition, is to be in that smaller clothing size. And those are good reasons as you get started. That's the reason that most people start. When I started training over 14 years ago, that's why I started. I wanted to have a six-pack. I wanted to be shredded. I wanted to have my muscles popping because I thought for some reason that that would make me look cool, that it would attract girls, that it would just put me on like this other level with more confidence and I would just be a, a better person or higher in the hierarchy, if that makes sense. And it was good fuel as it got me started. But the interesting thing was the longer that I continued to train and the longer that I continued to keep my nutrition dialed in and place that as a big priority in my life, The less and less that how I looked was a motivating factor because once I reached my goals and I was shredded, I was very low in body fat percentage. I had a good amount of lean muscle tissue on my body. I was probably in the top 5% shape of people in the world to be 100% honest with you. And if you go back and look through my Instagrams and things and go back to when I did live at a very low body fat percentage levels, you would see that. But what you have to understand is that i didn't feel any different when i lost the weight i wasn't necessarily more confident i was just still nitpicking all of the places on my body that i thought should be better and i thought i didn't have enough muscle or i was too small or i needed this and i was comparing myself against everybody else and i was never truly fulfilled from it sure for a minute like it was cool but when i was in those when i look back at it now i appreciate it and i'm proud of myself for doing it but in those moments I didn't necessarily feel a lot better about myself. I didn't necessarily have less insecurities. And the reason that you're getting into this is because you think that's exactly what's going to happen, right? You think that the whole reason behind this is to be more confident is to have less insecurities is to, to have other people give you compliments and that's all cool, but that that's not enough fuel to keep you going over the long term. It's not a strong enough why to keep you going over the long term. You have to have a foundation behind training and nutrition that's stronger than just looking better if you really want to create long term progress and make your health a priority inside of your lifestyle. Because if that's only about having a six pack or only having muscle to impress others, that fuel is only going to burn for so long. Until you get burnt out, until you're like, you know what, I, I really don't give a shit what all these other people think of me. Like I just want a damn cheeseburger and I don't want to have to worry about my nutrition. I don't want to train. I just want to chill and not focus on these things and fall back into old habits. And that's what happens to the majority of people because they're not fueling their purpose. They're not fueling their actions behind a strong foundation that's going to put you in a position that forces you to stay consistent over the long call and create discipline and habits that no longer just relies on the motivation of looking better because that's a motivation that works for a while, but I don't know anybody that keeps that fire burning over the long term and creates real consistency over the long term unless you're just somebody who is super self-absorbed and you only care about what other people think of you and if if that's who you are then you have more issues to deal with than what I'm getting into today and if you haven't figured that out yet I'm sure that you will at some point but that's not necessarily my my job to go on that that would be a little bit of a, a deeper thing for a therapist or somebody of that expertise but so I want what I want to get into with you guys is I just want you thinking about this right? I want you thinking about creating a foundation of your why. And that might sound cheesy and you've probably heard that on social media before, but the reason that it's talked about so much is because it truly is the foundation to creating consistency and creating a better lifestyle for yourself, of creating more confidence, of being healthier, of living longer, of having more longevity, of having a better quality of life. And at the end of the day, you're going to see a greater, more positive impact in your life from those things than you are from just being a smaller waist size or having a six-pack or being stronger or having more muscle definition. So I just want to go over with you guys, like I said, the reasons behind why I train and still continue to focus on my nutrition today, 14 years later, that don't really have anything to do with the vanity metrics But these purposes behind why I continue to make it such a big priority in my life, they actually help with the vanity metrics and I still look good. I don't say that cocky, but I have a decent amount of lean muscle tissue from all the years of training and staying consistent and my body fat is relatively low. I'm not shredded by any means with a crispy six pack year round. I can get there within the matter of six to 12 weeks if I choose to diet down. But for the most part, I don't, I don't choose to be that lean because I don't feel as good at the, that low body fat levels. But vanity wise, I'm, I'm still probably in the top 10 to 15% of people in the world body composition wise. And it's not because I'm focused on, body composition and aesthetics and the vanity metric, but I'm focused on these things. And the first reason behind why I continue to, to do what I do is I want to be as reliant as possible on myself the older that I get. I don't want to continue to get older into my later years when I'm 50, 60, 70, 80 and have to rely on others just for my day to day and i'm sure all of you know people in those types of situations right the older they get they can't live on their own they're not healthy enough they're weak they go into assisted living they can't use the restrooms by themselves they can't even get themselves dressed um and i don't want that for myself and i use that as fuel i do not want to have to be self-reliant on others in my older years when i retire i want my older years to be my golden years to where I can enjoy life. I can still go on hikes. I can play with my grandkids. I can get out on the floors with them. I can I can pick them up. I can be as strong and maybe potentially even in better shape than than their parents, which would be my kids. I want to be that that grandparent that as I get older, I can still do all of the things that I did when I was younger. I'm not limited by my body. And by paying attention to my nutrition now, in my 30s and into my forties that's going to put me in the best position to control the things that I can control that will help hopefully put me in that position. Now I could end up sick with some random disease or something that regardless of my training and nutrition, it still knocks me out, but I still choose to control the things that I can control that will put me in that position to be able to enjoy those years. And so that's the first thing that I focus on. That's a big reason why I'm able to stay consistent because I'm looking at my long term life and focusing on my health today, the dividends that that's going to pay off for me in the future. And the second one is I want to be an example for my daughter. And this is an interesting one because it's not necessarily that I just want to be an example for her. And I think that she needs to, to work out and focus on her health and, and her nutrition. I hope that she does. But from a father's perspective and from my perspective, it's interesting because at least in my family, I don't know if this goes for everybody, but a very common trait like with even like my cousins and um, my siblings, we tend to end up marrying someone that's a lot like our mom or our dad. So my wife, Clara, has a lot of similarities to my mom. And for whatever reason, as we get older and, and we start finding significant others, a lot of the times you're attracted to, if you're a, if you're a, a girl, you're attracted to somebody that's, that has similar characteristics to your dad. And if you're a, a boy, you have somewhat attracted to somebody that has similar characteristics as your mother. And so my thought process behind this is that I want my daughter to, to be attracted to somebody that takes care of themselves. Right, that is in a position to where they do exercise, they do take care of their bodies, they they are mindful with their nutrition because I know all the positive benefits on the backside of that. It's not because my future son-in-law needs to be shredded or have all this muscle. I, I don't care about that. But I know that if he works out consistently, I know that he's a disciplined person, which means he'll probably be a better provider for my daughter the older that... As they get into their later years as well, right? He'll probably be, if he's dedicated to training and his nutrition, he'll probably be dedicated to a career so that I know my daughter is going to be taken care of into her older years. And that's kind of like a, maybe a twisted way to think about it, but that's where my brain goes. And so I want her to be attracted to somebody that takes care of themselves. I also know that training and being proper with your nutrition, people who do that tend to have better mental health. I want her significant other, her husband, To have good quality mental health and for him to take care of that. And I know that training and nutrition puts yourself in a better position to have optimized mental health, to be a better person, to be a happier person. Chances are, if you're training, you're taking your aggression out on training, right? As a man, one of the main reasons I think I'm addicted to training is because it gives me somewhere an outlet for my aggression, I can go in there. I can lift a lot of heavy ass weight. I can push myself. I can hurt my body. I can put it under necessary pain. And afterwards, I'm exhausted and tired and chill and I don't have any aggression left. And so I want her attracted to somebody like that who takes care of themselves because I know the qualities and the characteristics that taking care of yourself leads to on the back end just for your overall quality of life. And in some aspects, it, it It really does improve the qualities of a human being when they're taking care of their health through their nutrition and their training. And I want her to be married to somebody in that way. And if I'm doing that, it it doesn't guarantee that she's going to be attracted to somebody who does the same, but it ups the chances that she potentially could be. And that that's a reason why I continue to do it, which it might sound odd saying it sounds kind of odd. But I think that some of you will relate and understand that, especially parents. And the next one, which is a very important one to me is I don't want to have to rely on the government and prescriptions as I get older. I don't know about a lot of you, but prescription medications and just the government in a common sense. I don't necessarily have full trust in and this isn't a political podcast. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get into my political views in any sort of a way, but just looking at big pharma and it being one of the, the most wealthy industries in the entire U S and most likely in the entire world as well. Their main goal is to get you sick, put you on prescription medications that will kind of hopefully help mask whatever symptoms that you're having, but they're not treating the symptoms that you're having. They're just masking them, meaning that you're stuck being on them forever. And I just don't want to have to rely on the government or on prescriptions. And at some point, maybe I will have to. But I know that by taking care of, of my nutrition, of being mindful with what I'm eating, of not becoming obese of training, staying strong and staying healthy, that I put myself in the best position possible to not have to eventually rely on those things. I, I may potentially still have to, but I'm controlling every, all the variables on my end that I can control that will prevent that. And as long as I'm doing that, it's nothing else that I can really do. Right. I just have to let life play itself out, but I'm still going to control the variables that I can that make me feel better about the situation. So I, I don't want to have to rely on the government. I don't want to have to rely on prescriptions. I I want to do everything that I can to make sure that that doesn't happen. And so I continue to train. I continue to eat well. And that fuels my fire to, to stick with it and stay consistent over, over the long term with it. All right, I've got two more quick ones here that I'll, I'll go over with you guys. I don't want to make these episodes super long. But... Another big reason is I want to be the best I can be in my career. I know that with proper training and proper nutrition and prioritizing my health, I'm going to be much sharper in my career with my mind mentally. I know I'm going to have more energy to put into my career on a day-to-day basis. I know that I'm going to have more creativity in regards to the content that I'm creating. I'm going to be more motivated. I'm going to have a better zest for life. And just be a happier person day in and day out, which are all going to correlate to me prospering more in my career. And obviously, being a nutrition coach, being a personal trainer, a big piece of that is also walking the talk, right? I talk about a lot of this stuff, but doing it for myself as well gives me an inside perspective too. To be able to help others and most of you listening to this probably aren't coaches or trainers i know some of you probably are but the vast majority aren't and that's not just this isn't just for trainers or just for nutrition coaches this is for everyone right regardless of what your career is if that means you're if your career is a st- being a stay-at-home mom i still consider that a career my wife is a stay-at-home mom she takes care of our daughter and she works just as hard if not harder than i do every single day but she needs energy for that she needs mental clarity for that she needs the endorphins that exercise provides her to hopefully be in a better mood for that because it is hard so regardless of what your career is i would argue that those who exercise consistently take care of their bodies those who try to somewhat focus on their nutrition and and get quality whole food sources and pay attention to the energy balance with calories in, calories out, eating the proper amounts of protein, getting, multi-vit- getting your vitamins in through whole foods and your fibers, all those things are going to help you be have more mental clarity, more mental focus, I would argue more motivation and zest for life, and more creativity overall. And I know that training and nutrition provides that for me. And so that's a big reason why I continue to focus on these things. And the last one, which is probably one of the most important ones, is that I don't want to regret my actions and dig myself a hole that I have to climb out of. I don't want to get to a point when I turn 40 years old where it's like, oh man, I've gained 30, 40, 50 pounds. And now you're a little bit older, you've cemented these bad habits in, your life is busy, you have kids, you have a career, you have all these payments, and that's all the stuff that's at the top of your mind, and you've let your nutrition and your training fall, and now you're 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight, and they have a hard time keeping up with your kids, you hate the way that your body looks, you're self-conscious about it, and you have this big, huge hole to climb out of. And for those of you who are more experienced and have been paying attention to your training nutrition for quite some time or more out of a, an intermediate to advanced level, you probably understand what I'm saying, but then there's also those of you who have potentially dug yourself somewhat of a hole that you're trying to climb out of right now. And I'm not saying this to be like, Oh yeah, like look at you, like too bad. Now you have to climb yourself out of a hole. But I'm in a position to where I don't want to have to climb out of that hole. I know that it's possible. I know that I can do it. But I know that if I just stay on top of my training, on top of my nutrition, and I'm mindful with it and just keep it a habitual part of my lifestyle and something that I prioritize, I know I'm not going to get to a point to where it's overwhelming and I'm having to slowly dig. I can stay out of that hole and get all these benefits of it. And if you're somebody who's trying to dig yourself out of that hole right now, first and foremost, I commend you. I think that it's noble. I think that it will only help have a positive impact on your life moving forward. And I think that you can absolutely do it. I know that if I dig, dig myself a hole that I could absolutely get myself out of it. I could absolutely change my body composition and get back to a better place. And you can absolutely do that too. It's going to take you a little bit of time. It's going to take a lot of hard work. It's going to take a lot of self-development self and developing new habits. And that's hard. But you can absolutely do it. And it's going to take some time and it's going to take effort and it's going to take struggle and it's going to take some failure along the way. But you can do it. And for myself, I just know I don't want to have to... I'm not in that hole. So I don't want to get to a position to where I have to dig myself out of it. So continuing to make what I do today, a priority with training and nutrition and staying consistent with it and finding a healthy balance with it, that I'm not going to end up in that position. And your goal, if you're trying to dig yourself out of that hole is to do it. it Your goal should be to do it in a sustainable manner, right? Right? To do it in a realistic manner, not to go keto, not to follow some stupid meal plan, not to try to work out six or seven days per week, because that's not the case. That's not what you need to do to get to a position to where you feel good in your body. A simple three to four training sessions per week, simply getting on top of your nutrition, focusing more on whole foods, getting an understanding of energy balance, understanding that, yes, you do have to go into a deficit to lose body fat, but long-term, that's not the goal. Long-term, the goal is to get back up to a maintenance level, sustain a, a healthy body fat level percentage, and get back to more of an intuitive way of eating from the habits and skills that you developed from tracking your food intake to get yourself back to a, a good position to where you're out of that hole. And that's how you sustain that long-term. I'm working with a a client now who I've actually worked with four years and believe it or not, she's been, tra- she started at, I believe when we began working together, she was around like 235 pounds. And four years later, we've gone through like four or five different deficit phases or possibly more. We may have even gone through six different deficit phases at at this point, And we've been through the same amount of reverse diets and maintenances. So every time she loses weight, we focus on, she'll lose 20 pounds. We'll focus on sustaining that 20 pounds and potentially building a little bit of muscle during the process of eating more food. And then she'll have more weight that she wants to lose. And we slowly got her down to a point now where she's, she sustains roughly like in the one eighties. So she's lost about 50 pounds. I would argue she's lost probably about 70 pounds of body fat and put on anywhere from 15 to 25 pounds of muscle and she's learning to sustain that. And at this point she's tracked for so long that now I'm trying to push her into more of an intuitive way of eating. We've just gone through a deficit through the summer and now we're back up into, into a reverse diet and we're focusing on getting her back up to her maintenance. And now I'm pushing her to go into a kind of an intuitive style of eating because she's tracked for so long that I know she's built the skills to be able to eat intuitively and not have to rely on tracking to sustain it. And she's a little bit nervous about it, but I know that she can do it and I have to coach her through that process. But I say that to you because the overall goal with, with tracking your calories and getting on point isn't to track your calories forever, is to track your calories to learn the proper skills of nutrition and understanding energy balance and how to fuel yourself appropriately so that you can get to a point when you're back up at a maintenance level that you can start eating in more of an intuitive way and not having to track everything. And that's where I'm at in my journey. I don't necessarily track my calories but I track calories for so long that intuitively I can have a good gauge of where my caloric intake is at and pay attention to how my body composition is responding and adjust accordingly with my nutrition to make sure I'm not gaining unwanted body fat. And that should be the overall goal. So those are my reasons behind continuing to train and focus on my nutrition and my health and just fitness in general. Those are my whys. And all of those whys keep me fueled. It's not that I want to look good or impress others. That's why I started, but that's not why I continue to do it. And so my challenge for you guys in this first episode back and your homework, so to speak, is to start thinking about those types of things for yourself. What are your whys that are further than just the vanity of looking better? You need to start thinking of those. You need to have that foundation of why you do what you do that's more than more muscle, less body fat, a smaller clothing size because that's only going to fuel you for so long. So start thinking about those whys for yourself. Put them in your notes. Do a little journal session about it. Why are you on this journey? And when you lay those at your foundation and they become your core values – behind your life and why this is a priority, it's much more likely to stick in the long run. So again, if you listen to this whole podcast, I appreciate you guys. I know it's the first episode back, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'd really appreciate it if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or wherever it may be. If you can leave the podcast a rating and review, whatever you believe that to be. I'd be super appreciative. It just helps the podcast algorithm be able to push out to more people. So, so that more eyes and ears can get on this type of information so they can be able to benefit from it too. So again, I appreciate you all. I'm super excited to be back. I'm going to focus on trying to get one podcast out per week. I'm not sure which day that's going to be, somewhere between Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays most likely, but one episode per week, and then we'll eventually probably push it back up to two episodes per week and start doing a Q&A episode once per week with more of an episode that's just on a specific topic as well. So again, hopefully you guys are all having a good day. I appreciate y'all listening. I'll talk to you soon.